The Bucketeers podcast is a proud member of the TSPN, the Timeskew Podcast Network. You can catch our podcast on a number of outlets, including Google, Spotify, Apple, and timeskew.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter today for latest news at Bucketeers. Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the Buccaneers post-game pod. It's actually our first post-game pod. We're joined here by two special guests. We'll get into them shortly. ACADS and Cody G both have hopped into the SKU zone, and we've had ACADS co-pilot an episode of Bucketeers this past week. So very excited for these two guys to be on and also excited for these two guys to be on because we just did witness a Win. It was a win that gave me uh, some heart attacks and some uh, high heart rates, but we ended up getting a win. Uh, who knows? We might have lost half our fan base throughout this win, though. But it was a division win on the road, nonetheless. Thirty-one to twenty-seven. We fought hard. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. Some new acquisitions. Got a couple touchdowns. Three touchdowns combined. It was good to see the Buccaneers fight after being down seventeen at the half. And Tom Brady is all too familiar with coming back against the Atlanta Falcons. Poor Raheem Morris, uh, you know, might have drank in the Kool-Aid too soon this week when he said they're going to put the Bucks, or they hope to put the Bucks to a screeching halt. So without further ado, we'll bring in our two great guests and we'll start off with my man Cody. Cody, how we doing tonight and where can the people follow you on Twitter? I'm doing well. Um, Cody G at 417. Um so, yeah, a good win. This team definitely trying to take years off my life. There's no doubt about that. Um, I just don't know what it is with these slow starts. Like, we looked unbeatable in the second half. But once again, another slow start. Spotted a bad team, 17 points. Had it been a better team, it probably goes a lot different. Like, I, I just don't understand how we can look so good and so bad this it what worries me the most is it's not just once it's it's like a week in and week out thing it seems like um we just can't get into rhythm early but once we do you know we played close to a perfect second half uh i really like Lepwich's play call in the second half um kind of let the deep stuff come to him some wide receiver type screens some slants stuff like that um didn't really stick with the run but we were down big and missing our number one running back so i don't really have an issue with that but going forward you know I obviously I hope we go back to sticking with the run and um yeah I don't know hard to be hard to be too upset a win's a win on the road big game we needed it and uh you know we just need to get this win next week it doesn't have to be pretty but I would really like to start clicking the things in the playoffs we're going to need to play better than this yeah, I think you bring up a good point on the run game. I think we can talk about it in a bit, too, how the offense does perhaps run through Ronald Jones or at least uh, early on in the game. It struggled today. And then, uh, yeah, we ended up passing a lot from down 17 and ended up escaping with the victory. Andrew, ACATS, how we doing? Uh, how you feeling after this Bucks win? And where can the people follow you at on Twitter? Yes. Well, uh, A underscore Katzman 83. You can follow me there. Um, I'm very happy with the win. Obviously, you don't want to put yourself in those positions uh, week after week. Uh, you know, when you look at the Bucks and a lot of these games, you feel, all right, well, you know, if we can just get out of the first quarter, first half, down one possession or so, there's a good chance they're going to come back and win the game. This case, this case, I believe that's the second time this year, actually, they've gone down three possessions, come back and won. 
I think from a defensive standpoint, for starters, and Arians re- referenced this, and it's not an excuse, by the way. It's not a valid one. He kind of sounded like he was kind of using it as one. He's like, well, you know, the third down conversion on the first possession by the Saints, that changed the whole complexion of the game. The one where Gurley kind of one-handed it, somehow broke a tackle. It's a missed tackle. It's an issue last week. You can't miss – too many missed tackles early in games we're seeing – um, that's a trend that's bothersome. Why is that happening? I have no idea. I'm not a coach. That's why I can't say why. Um, it's also not an excuse to let them go down the field the way they did the rest of the way on that. Now, having said that, from an offensive standpoint, I think you don't want to keep – insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Whatever they're doing coming out from an offensive standpoint early in games is not working for them. I'd like to see them go a little more tempo, perhaps. Something I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Pats fan, been a Pats fan for since before Brady was there, mentioned how in a lot of games the Pats would come out in a hurry-up offense, first possession. Brady would kind of call his own plays. They'd spread the field around. They'd do it especially against Pittsburgh, he mentioned. He plays, uh, you know, because that's always a big matchup for them. I'd like to see the Bucks do that at some point because, as you see, what's going on is not – it's just not working. There's not getting in a rhythm. I think if you go out – establish some tempo, let Brady, you know, get some short passes. You saw in the second half, they're throwing a lot of quicks to the receivers, getting the ball in their hands. You got talented receivers. They're going to make things happen. I'd like to see them come out in a game for a change and try that and, you know, run a little hurry up offense, tempo. See if you can get the defense on their heels rather than reacting. You're applying the pressure rather than feeling the pressure. Excuse the Gruden reference, but it does fit. Yeah, it would be nice for once if the Buccaneers could come out and, uh, get off to a lead it seems like it's been forever since we've gotten off to a good start in a game it's uh the past six games especially it's been tough sledding I think you guys have both brought up good points about starting slow it would be nice to turn the page a little bit but nonetheless the Buccaneers did win and to go around and uh kind of pick at the playoff picture a little bit around the NFC as well the Bears won which means the Vikings are pretty much doom and gloom and now the Bears are uh, two games back, so in order for the Bucks to fumble there, they need to lose two. Bears need to win two. And then, obviously, Bears hold the tiebreaker over the Bucks head-to-head, but the Bucks are still ahead of the Cardinals. Nonetheless, guys, the Bucks are looking very good to make the playoffs. I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but the Chiefs are actually uh, beating the Saints right now. Do you guys have any backdoor hopes at the uh, the division? I know it would still take the Saints losing a couple games. They should win against the Vikings and the Panthers. A-Cats, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, no, not really. And Saints are actually have fought their way back to 14-9 in this. Could have been oh, 14-14 wow. if you saw that ridiculous play at the end of the first half where they didn't fall on the fumble and they're moving the ball here. So I don't want to see them beat KC because that would be quite a win for the Saints just because I'm petty like that. Um, but now, ultimately, I think they'll beat Carolina in the final week, even if they lose these next two. So, no, uh, not, not seeing anything there. Uh, a Rams loss, which they're down, they're actually down to the Jets here, although I, I would expect the Jets to cough this one up. Uh, win would really hurt the Jets. It would push the Jags into that first overall spot. But it is 23-17 Jets in the fourth quarter. So that could potentially help you in terms of getting that number five seed. That, plenty of hope for that. Yeah, and the Jets, you know, leave it up to the good old Jets to probably fumble it away. Uh, let's hope the Jets pull through, but not going to trust good old uh, Adam Gase at the helm. But, yeah, a lot of interesting football going on. Cody, what are your thoughts? Uh, what seed do you think the Bucks end up with here? And uh, any thoughts on what other teams have done around the NFC today? Well, uh, I agree with Andrew. I think um, 
you know, we lost the Saints back-to-back. I think that just pretty much sealed our fate as far as winning the division. Um, I think we can it, – it's hard to say. You know, it depends so much on what happens today. I still think we win next week and potentially rest our starters um, the last game of the year. So, who knows if we win that. And it's, it's still – you know, a lot of moving parts. What I would like to happen is let's just win these last two games, and I think, you know, definitely we get the fifth seed then. But, um, yeah, kind of tough to say, but obviously I would like to win the division. Um, Saints probably lose today, but I, I don't see them losing out, so. Yeah, losing both those games against the Saints pretty much put her nail in the coffin. Nonetheless, it's very possible perhaps if we get some help uh, – from the Rams and Seahawks division, if one of them shake a little bit, the Bucks could potentially jump into that five seed. But nonetheless, right now, penciled into number six, and the Cardinals and Eagles are battling. If the Cardinals lose, Bucks are pretty much comfortably penciled into at least number six because then we would be two games ahead of both the Cardinals and the Bears with only two games left. So pretty much for the Bucs to not make the playoffs and if the Eagles do win today would be if the Bucs would lose two in a row and the Cardinals and Bears would have to lose two in a row. So Bucs fans, I know today's win might have been quote-unquote ugly perhaps to some, but hey, it's one huge stepping stone to the playoffs. But guys, now let's let's talk about these slow starts and we have to use these last two weeks, in my opinion, Saturday coming up in primetime television against the Lions, and then Sunday to close out the regular season of uh, two weeks from today, home against Atlanta. We can really try and use these opponents in these games to try and get back on track and try and open games strong, perhaps, and not fall behind, because we know if we fall behind in the playoffs, no matter who we play, even if it's Washington, Dallas, or somebody from that division, it's not going to be easy to come back. What are your guys' thoughts on how we can get this offense going and defense going, how, how we can not sleepwalk in the first quarter? Cody, we'll start with you this time. Do you have any ideas or any thoughts on how Coach Arians, Leftwich, and uh, Bowles could get this team more motivated to come out of the gates firing away? Um, I like Andrew's idea of um, up-tempo. Like, short of up-tempo, I just – I don't know what else they can do. I mean, typically that first scripted drive is going to be your best plays. You've studied the opposing team. You know how to tack them. But I, I just – I don't understand if it's like a getting into a rhythm thing. We've seen Brady miss some throws early, seen some questionable play calling early. Like, I, I'm not sure there's – there is a solution. I agree with you. I would almost – even if we win next week, I know it's risky, but I'm thinking the last game of the year, you need to start the guys at least a half. We need to win that game, start with some momentum, get something going these last two weeks, something to carry into the playoffs. We don't want to be backing into the playoffs. That I know. Yeah, you never want to back into the playoffs. I agree there. Maybe perhaps up-tempo what ACAT said. And, yeah, I think last game is key. I think it would be lovely to go 11-5. and ACATs, what say you about the up-tempo? I know you spoke on it. Reiterate that a little bit more. And 11-5, and do you think that's possible? Would you go uh, guns blaze in these last two weeks of the year? Well, I think the final going into that, if we get to the point in the final week where we win next week and you're 10-5 and and you still have a shot at that fifth seed, you absolutely, you have to go go for it. I mean, you can't just settle for a six. Yeah, that's the difference between playing the Giants or Washington or, well, heck, I guess Philly's still in this, I guess. Even or, Dallas. Even Dallas, right? Or the other opposite to playing, you know, the Rams or even the Saints or Seattle, you know. So, I mean, that's an obvious one there. I mean, up-tempo is the only thing I haven't seen us do this year. I really – I can't 
recall now, maybe I'm wrong, a game where we tried that early in a game and it was just such a staple I remember and watching because the Pats are always on TV so often over the years, seeing them do that with such success. Otherwise, you know, yeah, the scripted plays early, it just doesn't seem like the rhythm is there. It seems like they're trying to set themselves up, like let's get into third and shorts, third and manageable, rather than just kind of letting it loose. Like you saw in that second half, you know, the it's always talked about, you hear Daryl Johnson on the broadcast saying, I just can't believe how teams need to, teams aren't establishing the run and yet they're still having all this success with play action. Well, I mean, Daryl, with all due respect, you know, that it's become quite a myth that you have to run the ball effectively within a game to set up your play action pass. It's, there's very little difference in the success rate of that. So the Bucks usually come out most games and usually the first play is, it seems like it's a run. I think today it was not. I think they actually gained some chunk plays on the first possession before bogging down. They ended up in a third and seven. So, <laughs> but it wasn't play action. So I'd come out with that. I mean, they were successful at that this, this entire game. So like to see that as for defense from a defensive standpoint it was a missed tackle on that third and nine where Gurley somehow one-handed caught the ball and then you still had a chance to tackle him short of the sticks you didn't do it um not much pressure at all from the first half on Matt Ryan he had all all day to throw I mean second half different story much different story you saw them starting to use Devin White on the blitz you saw a lot of different looks from Todd Bowles uh, you just wonder why it always seems like they're reacting rather than asserting themselves early in games. And I don't know why that's the case. Uh, I'd like to see it change, but I, I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't, it hasn't happened yet. It's been a while. Brate made up, made a good point. He said early in the year, we were starting games well, and he's right. They started the first game. Well, they scored in their first possession. They had a 13, nothing lead in Chicago, lost both those games. Uh, so why it's changing now, why it's all of a sudden flipped around, I don't know. Obviously, it's resulted in more wins. That's the good news. The bad news is, is it's a, it's, it's a tough spot to put yourself in. Yeah, I remember week two against Carolina. They started pretty dang good as well. And then, uh, you know, they still won pretty handedly against Carolina that week. But Carolina came back a little bit towards the end. So, yeah, I think Brady and you are right in the fact that the beginning of the year was a completely different script of how they started and closed ball games. And another thing is too, that I like that you keep bringing up is that uh, first third down that the Falcons had on offense where Todd Gurley made that one handed grab and he was able to shift his way past some defenders. It's a game changing play right there, even though it's a first possession. If you know the bucks hold them to three and out right there and they're punting and we get the ball back, that's just huge momentum. That's what teams are doing to us right now. They're stifling us three and out, or, you know, we get one first down and then go three and out, and then they get the ball back, and then, boom, they do something with it. So I think the Buccaneers' defense uh, has to tune up the early third down uh, blitzes. They get way too long in the pocket, man. I mean, they get all day back there. I don't know, Shaq and JPP in the first half today, their names really weren't called too much. Second half made some adjustments that came along a little better. But to me, Matt Ryan had so much time back there on too many occasions in the first half that the coverage even got outran sometimes only in sheer fact that, you know, Ryan had so much time back there. And then on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, a little up-tempo would be nice. Um, I think getting a running back with reliable hands, uh, trusting with Tom Brady would be nice. I know he likes to throw to Fournette a lot today, Fournette wheeled in a few more than usual but still there were a couple screens that looked busted and then Keyshawn Vaughn 
dropped uh, one today as well. So I'm hoping that the running back and Tom Brady uh, collaboration out of the backfield and short routes could get a little better as uh, time goes on, hopefully. And uh, maybe we will come out of the gate firing a little better. Uh, it is a short turnaround. It's next week for the Buccaneers. And once again, you're listening to the Bucketeers podcast, a proud member of the TSPN. And we're here with two great uh, guests, lifelong Bucks fans, Cody G and ACATS are in the build. And we're hanging with ACATS and Cody G for about 10 more minutes or so. But nonetheless, we are bouncing back from a short week, guys. We got Detroit on Saturday. We'll start with ACATS first this time. Andrew, what do you hope to see? against the Buccaneers coming out on Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, I guess it technically is another primetime game. We've known how they played in primetime this year so far. What do you expect this time out of them at noon central next Saturday? Well, it's 1 o'clock. Oh, noon for you, right. Well, I'm glad it's not the 8 o'clock game. But against the Lions, you know, there's a lot of similarities to me. I mean, you've seen since letting a Matt – I can't say his name. Matt Patricia, there, that's his name go they've looked better i think they lost tennessee today but they've looked like a better team kind of like atlanta has since uh they moved on and hired raheem and been winning a lot of games so it's not a gimme by any means again matt stafford's another quarterback you let him settle in the way they did matt ryan early he'll he's gonna have his way with you uh i don't believe they've got anyone like calvin ridley but we've seen some tight ends we saw last week the vikings give us a hard time so you've got to defend uh What's his name? Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson's a tough guy to a tough guy to defend. So our linebackers are going to have a lot of work work cut out for them with that. Um, but again, you know, it, you got to get more of a pass rush early in games. You can't wait till the second half. I thought against Minnesota they were a bit better in both halves. They really, you know, they bent a bit against Minnesota. Didn't break this game. They did break quite a few times. And again, offensively, I. I'd like to see them come out rather than looking. It just doesn't look, it looks very disjointed. It seems like at the half, they figure something out and they come out and they all of a sudden you look like they look like a very well-prepared team going into the second half. Unfortunately, there's a first half to play and you gotta, there's only, you can only put yourself behind the eight ball so many times. It'll work against certain teams. You might be able to do it, but it's a tough way to go about business going forward. And the lions, like I said, you know, they're, they're better than they were early on in the season, but it's not a team that you should be falling behind against, let alone losing to and having so much trouble with. So we'll see. Hopefully they can get, to Matt, get in Matt Stafford's face early. Uh, he's a heck of a quarterback, even if, though he's not completely healthy now. And from a defensive standpoint, again, I, I think the Lions defensively are anything to write home against either, so get about either. So there's no reason you should have a hard time moving the ball and putting up some points against them. Yeah, and as you said, similar standpoint in these teams in terms of coaching. Coaches getting dismissed, both of them have lost their head coaches, both Atlanta Falcons and Detroit Lions, uh, Quinn and Patricia. Now, yeah, we'll see how the Buccaneers can respond. Yeah, I'm glad for you East Coasters it is early, especially coming off the heels of uh, you know, perhaps time off work for a lot of people. So staying up late and whatnot for holidays and Christmas and whatnot. So eight o'clock Eastern would have been brutal. Uh, you know, I'm glad it is one or yeah, one o'clock for you guys out there, 12 o'clock my time. We'll see if we could, uh, we shouldn't be slouches coming out against these lions. They haven't really shown a lot of great threats of late they beat the bears a couple weeks ago on some luck but as you said man stafford's pretty good he is banged up right now and uh you never know if he even does start this week you don't know if they'll uh you know detroit season is kind of lost and 
Stafford's been a little banged up. Will they want to, you know, throw their big-time dollar guy out there in a perhaps meaningless game for them? It's tough. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, that, that's a tough call right now. We'll, we'll see how that shakes out. But anyways, uh, Cody, any thoughts on uh, the Saturday game against Detroit and how the Bucks can maybe tune up on some things and come out against them? Well, our pass rush reminds me almost of our offense. It seems like it's either really good or it's it's almost non-existent. Devin White has been kind of suspect in coverage. What I would like to see is them play Devin White almost strictly downhill. Just have him, you know, rushing the quarterback on the way to the ball carrier just about every time. He He's not well in zone. Our pass rush is, you know, iffy. When we're getting a pass rush, the defense is pretty good. When you're not getting much of a pass rush, it doesn't matter who the defense is. Guys are going to get open. Matt Stafford, he's a crafty vet. He will find open guys against us if we can't get a pass rush. So I'm all for sending white or whatever, you know, blitz packages we need to do. Let's we got to find a way to keep the pressure on these quarterbacks. I think that's one thing that would definitely help us on defense. On offense, you know, up-tempo, whatever it is, stick to more of the shorter passing game get Brady in a rhythm. Let's jump out to a lead. I, I would really like to see us. Let's, let's have a team playing catch up on us for once. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, it's just, it's tough to always play from behind. Let's hopefully these last two weeks, we can get some momentum and um, get things turned around. Yeah. Hopefully we could get some momentum these past two weeks and hopefully it could turn around. I wonder if Ronald Jones will play too. And uh, I, I'd like to get him involved after that hand surgery. You never know how that can play a factor uh any concerns amongst you two with ronald jones for the rest of the way i know he's on the covid list and his hand but uh nonetheless we were without him today running uh game a little abysmal a cats we'll start with you here any doubts that rojo doesn't bounce back strong after this if he's able to play i have no doubt he'll bounce back strong and it sounds from what arian said like he does expect him back didn't sound like it's going to be a long-term injury um you know, he might miss the Detroit game. Again, that's a game that you should win without him anyway. Uh, you do want to, regardless, you want to get him back in there one of these last two games at least. But as long as he's healthy, I'm not concerned uh, about him, uh, about him either way. Yeah, I agree. I think if Rojo's good enough to play, I think he's a green light. Cody, what's your thoughts on Rojo and uh, what's unfolded with him these past two week or this past week between the surgery and the COVID list? Um. COVID, I think we'll be fine either way there. Um, I'm with Andrew. If he's healthy, let's play him. Even if we, you know, even if it's not as many snaps, you know, just keep him kind of in game rhythm. But if he's not healthy, we should be fine without him, especially getting Donovan Smith back. That that alone should help our running game. So I wouldn't rush him back, but I am hoping he's healthy. You know, it would be good for all our guys to get some touches these last couple of weeks, kind of stay in rhythm keep things going but if he's you know not feeling good or there's a danger of making it worse I would sit him yeah I agree with that uh you know if he's good to go if he says he's good to go and doesn't think there's any risk or threat to his long-term health or success yeah I'd suit him up but if any doc uh shows any signs of worry perhaps maybe sit him for one more week and then see where we stand on that real quick here before we wrap up left tackle play obviously as well this week we were without left tackle Donovan Smith as he was a close contact and didn't want to risk anything for him or his family. Understandable. Cody, we'll start with you. Thoughts on Josh Wells' play today, and how do you think our offensive line fares 
if, uh, you know, just say Donovan Smith is unable to go, whether it's injury or COVID the rest of the way, do you have faith in Josh Wells? I have enough faith in him versus teams like Atlanta and Detroit. I don't think he was great today, but he wasn't terrible either. But, um, yeah, he, he's he's our backup for a reason. I know Donovan Smith gets a lot of flack from from fans, and he should a lot of times, but he's, you know, he's been pretty good this year. So um, I, I think we'd be fine versus Detroit, and I don't think they have, like, you know, some great pass rush. But ideally, you want Tom Brady's blind side protected. I don't want Tom Brady getting hurt in a game like Detroit. Yeah, I agree with that. That would be brutal if – Detroit of all, you know, wrecking the Bucks season with an injury to Brady. I think Josh Wells did play uh, decent today. And, you know, besides Grady Jackson getting around him a few times, Josh Wells actually has familiarity as he did play in last year's game at Detroit as well. Andrew, thoughts on Josh Wells quickly before we wrap it up and uh, if he's uh, going to serve again, uh, do you have faith in him or do you like Donovan Smith? I would agree with what Cody said. It depends on the opponent against a team like Atlanta or Detroit. It doesn't, you're better with Donovan Smith against anybody, but um, yeah, long-term you don't want to lose him. I thought he held his own today. Um, I don't, you know, bucks through the ball. I think how many times did Brady drop back about 51 times, maybe today, something like that, maybe a little less, maybe a little more around that amount. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't hear his name called. We didn't commit any uh, snap, any any pre-snap penalties offensively, and that's that's encouraging. I will say that over the course of this season, that's something that they have cleaned up for the most part. So I will say that's encouraging. But yeah, they got they were able to get to Brady a few times in the first half. Second half, not so much. So Lyon really did mostly a nice job. I think they gave up one sack in the last possession. But uh, overall, yeah, I didn't hear his name mentioned, so that means he did a decent enough job. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think against the lower-tier teams, perhaps Josh Wells does just fine, but against those big-time, tough pass rushers, you would like Donovan Smith back as not only, uh, you know, his production, but perhaps his big payday. You want to make him earn that payday, and if he's not playing, he's obviously not earning it, and he's one of those interesting guys where when he plays, you're like, damn it, this guy, and then when he doesn't play, it's like, oh, man, where's Donovan we wish we had Donovan back. Real quick here, Cody, score prediction next week for Saturday's game and uh, player to watch for the Bucks. Player to watch. Um, I want to go with a coach to watch. I want to see Byron mm. figure out a way to get, get us off to a fast start. Um, offensively, I think the, the most important player is going to be Tom Brady pretty much every week going forward, but who I'm really going to be watching is the play calling really on offense and defense, but especially on offense. Yeah. I think Byron Uh, Byron's a good one for sure. I think he needs to prove himself. I agree. Score predictions. um, I haven't put too much in it, but I would say bucks win by at least two scores. I would say we win by roughly 11 points, something like that. Yeah. And honestly too, it depends. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford didn't play the end of this game. If he doesn't play, if Chase Daniels playing, oof, I really like our odds a lot more than I still love our chances, but obviously with Stafford, it goes up a little more. So yeah, I think Byron Luff, which is a great choice for a guy to watch out for me personally, I'm looking intrigued uh, to look out for next week. I do want to see uh, Gronk get his way back into the end zone. He's been 
slow a little bit. Although he had a really nice catch today, Gronk went up and got it over a defender for a key first down uh, later in the game. But he's really uh, hasn't gotten going. But that's been okay. Brady's still been doing good. I just want to make sure Gronk's re- uh, really good to go. Get him a touchdown. Feed him before the playoffs. Get him uh, completely going. Although there's so many mouths to feed on this team, it's just damn hard every week picking and choosing who Brady could select. And I think Antonio Brown played brilliant today as well. So that uh, 46-yard pass from Brady to Brown, uh, Brown's a guy to watch the rest of the way too is he keeps getting better and better each week, week in and week out. Uh, Score-wise, I'm going with Bucks. Hopefully, I think next week they have one of their patented games. Hopefully, I'm going 37 to 23 Bucks win, I think. By 14, we'll see how that looks. ACATS, any uh, last thoughts and score prediction for next week's game and player to watch out for? Yeah, I would say about by about two by about two touchdowns. I would go with uh, 34 to 34 to 20 around that. Yeah, and AB will be interesting. I mean, he really started to look comfortable in this game. They hit him on the big ball for the touchdown. They also had a couple plays that I really liked, where they were getting the ball out quick, putting it in his hands. Guys like that can make plays in space. You know, don't complicate things. Get the ball. You know, you want if they're going to play off, like you saw a few times, the Falcons defensively were backing, playing off, giving a lot of cushion there. Get the ball in his hands. You know, Brady can audible to that play. I saw him do it a few times. We just got it out to him quick. Um, picked up, you know, six, seven yards here and there. So I'll be looking to watch AB a bit. I'll be also looking at uh, if Brojo is back, seeing how effective he is, which I think he will be. But I'll be really interested to see that if he is back. Yeah, that would be great to get him back, get him healthy, get him back in the lineup. Uh, I think that would be tremendous. And, yeah, A.B., man, this Bucks offense can really gel, really take off perhaps with A.B. It was good to see him and Fortnite get three combined touchdowns today. I know Fortnite's were both one-yarders, so not the most challenging, but they were still key and still important. So two free agent signings, a few people scratch your head at, proved to pay dividends today when a guy like Ronald Jones – couldn't get out there and play. Well, thanks so much, everybody. It was the first successful Bucketeers pregame podcast. I view it as a great – or postgame pod. I'm sorry. Usually we do a pregame pod. Today I thought about a postgame, and it's funny. I hit up Cody and ACADS before the game, and I'm like, hey, these guys want to do uh, postgame. And uh, I thought to myself, I'm like, every time I plan to do a postgame show with the Bucketeers, they just effing lose and uh, oftentimes get their asses kicked. And then – Man, that game, when they started out 17 nothing, I'm like, did I just damn jinx these damn cats again by scheduling a freaking post-game pod and now they're going to lose? But it ended up going great, and I think this post-game pod uh, went great as well. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being able to join tonight. Uh, any last words? Uh, thanks for having me, Tones. Uh, say what's up to everybody in the Red Peter group chat, and uh, had a good time. Always fun talking bucks with you guys. Yep, me too, Cody. Thanks uh, for being able to join. I know it was kind of, you know, just a little thing, but that's all we need to do with the post-game pod. And, uh, yeah, shout-out to Red and Pewter. I think everyone was in for a thrill ride of emotions today, a roller coaster ride today in that group chat, that's for sure. Hey, Cats, any last words? Uh, yeah, p- pretty much same. Uh, likewise, it was fun. Nobody can say that game wasn't entertaining. You know, it unfolded and interesting. I didn't expect an easy game. Atlanta's been a tough opponent for just about everybody they've played, even early in the year, despite the fact that they found ways to lose games. They did that today. We found a way to win, however you want to look at it. But, uh, again, thanks for having me. We're 9-5. and five. It's been a while. It's 
since we've had that record. Enjoy it. Hopefully, then clean some things up at Elden today, build on the good things, and looking forward to Saturday. Hell yeah. So, look forward to having both of you back on ASAP in the near future. Um, this is great. I appreciate you guys coming on time and time again. Once again, to the great Bucks minds and Bucks fans in the game. Cody G, ACATS. They're ACATS and Cody G. I'm Tampa Tones, everybody. Thanks so much for joining tonight. Go Bucks. Enjoy your night.